because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. And then when it's always hunting season. I thought I heard a bugle call. Well, I am... Ah, it was only me. <laughs> oh, you silly bird. Now you stop that and let Eddie practice. <laughs> what kind of pictures is Pop going to take? Oh, people and statues. And he even talked about photographing the new Mockingbird Heights National Bank building. Well, I guess it's okay for Pop to have a hobby. Yes, but I hope he doesn't get into trouble with this one. Remember last time? He tried to build a ship inside a bottle. We had to break the bottle to get him out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't know if you plan on editing that sigh out or not, but... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hello and welcome. Do I usually say hello and welcome? But whatever you do, that's what I'm you doing. Do. Hello and welcome to another amazing one-of-a-kind genre-defining... Uh, uh, just accidental crime witnessing episode <laughs> season two of the monster hunters <sighs> the only goddamn show that dares dares to shun we shun anything that's quality good entertaining it's a streaming we say get out we're gonna watch we only have eyes we only have eyes for a 60-year-old sitcom about a freaking science monster and his grotesque family. Mm-hmm. My name is Derek, and I am a monster hunter. Joining me, sitting on the monster-headed sectional of monsterism, is the one and only Shun DMC himself, Keith. Hey, hey, it's KG, monster hunter extraordinaire. Monster hunter extraordinaire, indeed. And down at the other end of the sectional, He's uh, got his legs dangling over the armrest. Uh, he's oh, popping God, bubbles, chewing some bubble gum, popping bubbles, mm-hmm. twirling his hair. It is <laughs> the Dr. <laughs> Dre of Kansas. It's Terry. Hey, everybody. It's me, Terry. I'm a monster hunter, and I um, I only do two things. I chew bubble gum and watch monsters, and I guess I'm out of monsters because I've got chewing gum right here. <laughs> well, you should have <laughs> swallowed them. I'm all out of bubble gum. Uh, oh. the, the youth of today, Derek, just kicking their arms over the, kicking their legs over the armrest. Yep, swirling their hair and oh. chewing bubble gum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got a little spindly hat on as well. Yeah, <laughs> <He> <laughs> right. You know, before we were getting walking, you know, when I docked and I walked over to the man cove, I saw Terry. He's out pushing a hula hoop with a stick. Oh, it was so yeah. fun too. Uh, oh, or I think it was a, a hula hoop or a wheel or something. I don't know mm-hmm, those. Mm-hmm. Those new kids and their new toys. I don't get it. Earlier, I had a little cup with a string and a ball attached, and I was just bouncing around trying to catch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like, I don't get it. I don't get what their fascination. They just waste hours on these things. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Uh, but now we are here. We're locked in. We're locked and loaded. We are ready to mm-hmm. talk about season two, episode four of the Munsters. We're 42 episodes. <laughs> I feel like I always have to talk about how many we watched because I find it to be such an absurd number. Mm. Uh, but before we do that, how are you guys doing? I'm good. I, I get what you mean, too. Like, if you just say we're on episode four, 
Yeah, I mean, sure, it's season two, but like, it doesn't feel right if we say we're four. We're 42 mm-hmm. episodes into this insanity, and that seems to, you know, that you got to let the people know what we're doing. They got to fully understand. They just jumped in now. I mean, they, they got to know that <laughs> we've been through we've been through some things. But here we are, still positive attitude and all. Oh, uh-huh. For some uh-huh. of us. Well, especially Terry. Well, Terry, the most positive of all. <laughs> Don't get the gum stuck in the cup holder. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I gotta put it somewhere. I'll, I'll put it under the beneath the reclining seat, so no one can find mm. it. Oh, perfect place for it. Mm-hmm. Right under Keith's seat, at least. Oh yeah, I mean, nice surprise. Very nice surprise. Mm-hmm. And you're right, Keith. We've 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 seen some things, and I th- oh. I feel like we've seen everything the monsters can do. <laughs> have we? Yes. I think, I think we, we have. have. Yeah. We have peaked out, and now. Now, do you okay? Do you think that's we've seen everything the monsters can do, or do you think we've seen everything that like Hollywood had options for them to do in <laughs> 1965? <laughs> I, uh, well, we've seen yeah. everything the monsters can do, or could be dream dreamt of doing in 1965. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think that's that's right. Hollywood had like 10 ideas and they used them over and over again. <laughs> we're in episode 1965. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. We're going to do 70 some episodes. We've only got 10 premises. Just don't yeah. worry about it. And 10 is generous. Yeah. 10 is a very generous number. <laughs> well, but it's fun when they mix and match them. Like, so we get a little bit of each and everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, mix and match. They're like, uh, I like the little Lego minifigs, right? You can take the legs off one, put the oh, horse yeah. on there, mm. and then put oh. Voldemort's head on it. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> look, it's Luke Skywalker with Voldemort face. Oh, yeah. I recently <laughs> got, uh, it was a few months ago, I got, I got a little Mandalorian figure, and then I also got uh, Gonzo from the Muppets, and he's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt, so I switched the heads. Gonzalorian? Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. But also the Mandalorian uh, walking around with like Hawaiian shirt and stuff on. It's I like kind of funny, too. Yeah. It's yeah. very uh, Frankenstein's monster esque of you guys. It is placing of parts oh. and combining things. Hmm. Things You're like a madman, like a mad scientist. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Keith, <laughs> mad scientist. I don't know why I made those noises, but <laughs> I oh. felt compelled. <laughs> I'm gonna scoot a little closer to Terry's side of the uh, couch. <laughs> Keith, don't scoot too far away because Terry and I are gonna recline, and you gotta stand up in oh, front of us, true. block the TV, get the. Get the volume two off the mantle and read to us from the Monster Hunters Almanac Volume Two for another tidbit factoid fact shit shit of the week. Man, you you caught me off guard with the very quick segue. I mean, I got my plantar fasciitis kicking. It takes me a little while to get up here. <laughs> my plantar fasciitis. Yeah. Oh, wow. hurting my wow. stumble up here. Yeah. Uh, grab the book, open it up, <clears throat> and uh, this episode, uh, Shutterbug, uh, uh, came out on October 7th, 1965. Uh, again, it was a Thursday. It was mm. the 280th day of the year in 1965, and it was the 40th wow. Thursday of that year. Okay. Now, since night and day always follow each other, uh, there <laughs> have been precisely 710 full moons since this episode aired. 710? Oh. Yep. That's it? Since 1960, there's only been 710. Well, there's 12 a year, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Is there 12 or 13? I think, I think there's a little bit more than 12. I think, I think there's no, it's not a little There's, I think it's 13. 12 and a half. I, I think. think it's 13 because there's the it's a four week cycle, right? So 
four times 13 is 52. Well, there you go. Uh, if uh, if you were born same day this was released, uh, your birthday numbers are 10 and 7. In 1965, reveal your life path number is 11. I have no idea what that means, but uh, <laughs> your life it, path but, but it apparently what is a master life path number. That's I have what you no should idea. be telling us. Oh, Keith. However, this one is a master number that represents intuition, idealism, uh, and invention. Uh, you have the potential to be a source of inspiration and illumination for people, mm-hmm. much like the monsters were back in 1965. <laughs> and hey, uh-huh. uh, I'm sure we've got like another like 80 episodes to do or something. So I will find out what a life path number okay. is. One yeah, of I don't know my life path yeah. number is. Yeah. I know. I'm curious. Is, yeah. it, is it just like your birth month and birthday? Uh, you know what? I will figure out what it is for you. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I know several people that were born on 10 7. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it says 10 7 in 1965. Reveal your life path number is 11. I don't know how that adds up or what they can do. 10 plus 7. 17. 17 plus 1 is 8. Mm-hmm. Plus 9. 18, 9, 27, minus 11. I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll find out for future, though. We got plenty of episodes to cover what these things. What if it's a 65, 6 plus 5 is 11? That's your birth path number. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, everyone in 65 got the same one. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it wasn't well, a special year. Um, yeah. It was. All right. So regardless of years, we had some good birthdays on October 7th. Mm-hmm. In 1924, Truman Capote. Oh, oh Truman Capote. Author. Classic yeah. author. Uh, in nine in in nineteen sixty seven, Tony Braxton. Don't know. Tony Sing, singer, author, and singer. Author. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, uh, um, reality TV show star. Yeah. In nineteen sixty nine, Bobby Brown, not New Editions, Bobby Brown, but the model, uh, Bobby Brown, who I remember because she was on Star Search and kept winning each and every week. Star Search, Terry. Do you know what Star Search is? Uh, is it about looking for the next big star in the upcoming films? No, no it, was it was an amazing, amazing show in the 80s, okay. hosted by Ed McMahon. It was weekly and it was like a talent show, but there was competition. So there's the modeling and singing, mm-hmm. and then there were stand up comedians, and then you got stars, and then and then you got to come back the next. It was like a game show. Oh, yeah, okay. you get you got to come back the next week. And I remember Bobby Brown, I think, like came back like multiple weeks and like mul- like months worth of time in a row oh, uh, when she was on there. I love star search. I, when I was a kid that was on, like I was probably like 10. So it was a long time ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And I used to, I used to have dreams of being on star. Search. Like, <laughs> what would I do to be on star search? Oh, okay. Yeah. Would I impress Ed McMahon? I, well, it, that's all my life has been up until this point. And he <laughs> yeah. died 20 years ago. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, we know when he's he's up there watching us in heaven right now, and he's like, "I see Derek, the monster hunter. That's what he had." <laughs> well, well, you guys survive another week. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, star. Not speaking. Not speaking of death. We're talking about births. Nineteen eighty-five. T Pain was born. Mm, he oh, only man. has a life path number of eight, according to this thing that I copy here. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> was October, only. Okay. Yeah. Don't know what those numbers um, mean. Nope. Uh, October seventh is bathtub day. It's <laughs> National Inner Beauty Day. Mm-hmm. It's National yeah. Flower Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's National Pickled Peppers Week. Nice. I love uh, pickled peppers. I spit. pick a peck of them every day. I I know you do. Uh, every for the entire time I've known you, you don't bother I'm one week. Constantly picking pecks of pickled yeah. peppers. Uh, uh, it's Spinning and Weaving Week. Mm-hmm. Mm. You should see me in the lane, man. I am. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
thing. Mess around and getting triple doubles constantly with my spinning and weaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also uh, National Food Service Workers Week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, on October 9th, uh, so during the same week here, uh, Beatles yesterday became number one. It'll be number one for the next four weeks, so we nice. probably won't talk about that. We do have a movie release, though. <gasps> Oh my goodness! Oh, I'm excited. Um, the Agony oh. and the Ecstasy came out in 1965. <laughs> Never it's heard the bio- of it. It's the biographical story of Michelangelo's troubles while painting the Sistine Chapel at the urging of Pope Julius oh, II. Oh my God! It sounds like a, a thrill a minute sort of movie. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, directed <laughs> by Carol Reed, written <laughs> by Irving Stone, and stars Charleston <laughs> Heston as Michelangelo. Charlton really? Heston as Michelangelo. That's amazing. Yes. yes. Holy cow. Rex Harrison <laughs> as Leonardo. Leonardo's um, in it. <laughs> what about Raphael? I can't do it. Um, <laughs> he played Master Splinter. <laughs> uh, Re- Rex Harris was a dual role. <laughs> you say um, Rex Reed. No, Rex Harris was uh, Pope Julius II. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, was nominated for uh, quite a few um, Oscars. It did not win. Uh, best cinematography. Best art direction and set direction, best costume design, best sound, and best music score. Oh, man. If you do a those. period piece and you can't win costume. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, Rex Harrison was nominated for best actor in a drama uh, at the Golden Globes. And also got best screenplay at the Golden Globes. I don't know who Rex Harrison is, but I picture Rex Manning from... Uh, <laughs> Was that movie? Uh, uh, Empire Records. Empire Records. Yeah, yeah. it's Rex Manning Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, you know Empire uh, Records? Mm, sounds familiar, but not really. No. Oh, you should watch it. It's a quintessential 90s movie. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, so we have that, that was that. Now, uh, I'm going to close out this talking about uh, something that happened on um, October 5th of 1965. Uh, although I think according to also another, uh, an article written about this in the local paper that they then corrected a while later, it also listed as October 7th, but October 5th, Chuck Linster performs 6,006 consecutive pushups to set, wow. the, uh, to set the, the world record. 6,006. Yeah. That's a lot. Mm, wow. How long did it take him? Uh, about three hours, three and oh, oh, well, ju- just, just shy of four hours. So. Um, I took a I took a small segment from an article that mm-hmm. he wrote about this. Um, he's a junior in high school, I do believe, at this time. What? Yeah, he was uh, just a kid at, at New Trier High School, which is up our uh, yeah. place in the suburbs, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on October fifth, nineteen sixty five, I reported to the gym for my junior year push up test. As I stretched out on the mat, I felt a little apprehensive. Up until that time, my personal best efforts hadn't been planned but rather took place on days that I felt good. Uh, can I make this day any good? After three hours of continuous exercise, my fears had proven groundless. I passed my personal best of 5,005 pushups. <laughs> felt so good that only the sky was the limit. However, at 5,900, the test administrator informed me that he would stop the exam when I reached my pre-test target of 6,006. For the next 50 pushups, I pleaded with him to let me continue. But as responsible adult in charge, he wanted to be sure I wasn't doing something physically damaging to myself without knowing it. <laughs> if I didn't stop, he'd sit on me to ensure test termination. <laughs> oh, dang, that's sabotage. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so after performing my 6,006 push-up, I stood up and received a round of applause from my audience. 
of about 20 students. <laughs> the test administrator announced he was reporting my feet to the newspapers and that any future record-breaking effort by me would have to be monitored by a medical doctor. When I arrived home, dinner had already been served, so I ate alone. While dining, wow. I thought about what I had just accomplished. <clears throat> now, um, <laughs> to achieve the new standard, I need a good day, a witness, and medical supervision. Supervision, but my quest was discovered. The limit for my favorite exercise was never realized. Sixty-nine days after breaking the world push-up record, I broke something else: my neck during gymnastics oh. practice, and was permanently paralyzed. Oh my oh. god, that's a, so sad. <clears throat> mm -hmm. What a terrible right. tale, Keith. So 1965, uh, 6,006 yeah. uh, push-ups. Uh, what do you think uh, the current world record is? Mm. 14,000. I'm going to go 9,030. Mm. All right. The world record for the most number of nonstop push-ups is 10,507 by Minoru Yoshida of Japan, which he mm -hmm. achieved on October 1980. Hmm. No. Uh, he hmm. broke the previous record, which was 7,650 by Henry C. Marshall in 1977. Sometime after this record, Guinness stopped recording nonstop push-up records with no rest periods allowed. Instead, started recording most push-ups in the 24 hours with as many rests as they wanted. Um, I guess just for health reasons. Um, Charles Servizio of the U.S. achieved 46,001 push-ups in the 24 hours. Uh, on April 24th to 25th, 1993. Uh, he stopped at 21 hours and 21 minutes and resting in an average of 36 push-ups per minute. Chase. Yeah. And then just uh, just last year, June 17th, 2022, uh, Daniel Scali of Australia smashed an epic record for the most push-ups in one hour uh, by a male with 3,182 while suffering from chronic pain. Well, how do you do push-ups by mail? No, uh, for a mail. <laughs> oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Mm -hmm. Like, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Write a letter. But, yeah. uh, each letter describes what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to well, write it like with your mouth while you're doing mm, push-up, like you yeah. have a pen in your mouth and you're writing it. Oh, mm -hmm. my goodness. <laughs> the biggest like at that point when you can just go for hours like the biggest like issue is gonna be like getting bored like yes. what you're just gonna be like so mindless like i'm just imagining that guy said he was arguing with his fitness instructor for like it's like three hours in and he's just like having this big argument with this guy while he's continuing to do push-ups yeah. like and people are watching him for three hours like i think that'd be interesting but i don't think i'd stay the whole time i think like okay he's gone no. for 20 minutes i'm gonna leave well, let's okay. come, yeah let's come back in a little while can i go okay. to class now no you have to sit here and watch yeah. push-ups yeah. i did one of those like 30-day challenges to get to, like 50 push-ups at, at a time before and like i i never even get to 50 i usually tap out somewhere around 40 to do this many is just insanity to me i, I was gonna say mm -hmm. i'm on year 47 i don't know if i hit six thousand push-ups so yeah, oh, in in life, life, yeah. totally yeah so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's a lot of push-ups mm -hmm. holy smokes yeah. and then as you're talking i'm like this, this kid probably weighed 80 pounds and then he's a gymnast yeah he mm -hmm. between mm -hmm. 80 and 110 pounds and he's able to do push-ups like nothing yeah. yeah so he's like incredibly skinny except for his two massive arms he's got, <laughs> he's got a fan blowing on him and it yeah. just like lifts him up it's like uh, <laughs> the breeze yeah the breeze from the fan it's just mm -hmm. one of those uh uh, the fans that go left and right, what are those called? Um, 
Oscillating. What was it called? Oscillating, oscillating. fans. Thank the you. oscillation. <laughs> it was actually Flat Stanley who did the push-up <laughs> world record. I didn't hear the book close, but I'm well, assuming I'm, it I'm, Okay, well, I'm gonna. It's, uh, I hadn't closed it yet, so I did. <laughs> that, yeah, that must be a thing that they've done now. So. Keith, just make a clicking noise. Just go. <laughs> That's the starter's pistol. Yeah. And, uh, everyone, one, two, three, recline as we slowly descend into the <laughs> Skuma X. Man, we do it cavern. so fast, and then it just. I know. A slow, like, descent. On the plus side, we got the big mechanical arms that come out and take off our clothes and put on our skooma suits for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pain and nice. trouble free always. Oh, Except yeah. That never sits upside down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get in there. And as soon as we do, we're going to hop on that boat because Captain Terry is going to take us an additional 2.75 miles out <laughs> into international <laughs> waters, making a grand total of three miles offshore. And then we're going to dive deep, deep down to the gates of hell. Uh, say hello to Ed McMahon and <laughs> see if I've won his approval. And then oh, he's down there. Huh. Yeah, well, it's only, it's an assumption. And <laughs> once Fair we're enough. there, allegedly he's down there. <laughs> once we're there, Captain Terry's going to uh, regale us with the tales of another scuba. X X X X. <laughs> So, uh, this episode was directed by Earl No Strain Bellamy. Yes. Damn. He's yes. back again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my personal favorites. Uh, it's always nice to see his name. I, as soon as after the last episodes we've had, as soon as I saw his name, I was just like, oh, man, nice. It's a bit <laughs> it's like, like, a, like it's a new confidence, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just a, a feel that things are going to go right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now is he, is he my favorite because just because he has any kind of nickname and that's it? So not solely based on skill level. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's why he's my favorite too. <laughs> but you know, uh, with a show like this, that's really all it takes for him to stand out. <laughs> I think <laughs> to be considered good with a name like No Strain. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me feel good that at least like the cast was probably having a very chill time on there. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't very stressful. <laughs> Uh, the last episode we actually talked about his was Lily Munster, girl model, which, mm. um, you know, Lily gets a job as a model and Herman and Grandpa go out on a date to make her jealous. That um, was forever ago. Wow. Yeah, it feels Grandpa like it takes a, while a bunch ago. of pills on that one, too, doesn't he? Yep. Mm. Yep. 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 Hey, and, look, uh, but Bellamy only directs. He doesn't deal. He's, they doesn't just, write. Unless they hold out on these like pill ones for him. I don't <laughs> they know. They know he's really good at pill based episodes. <laughs> yeah. mm. Bellamy's a big pill popper. So he <laughs> <laughs> can draw from his personal else. experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just. Mm-hmm. That's definitely probably one of the more infamous monster episodes that I think we've seen where grandpa and I think mostly yes. we just like to fixate on the grandpa Herman dynamic in that one. Yes. Um, yes. Very strange, but. Uh, you know, this is the uh, second to last episode of the show that he directs. So we're oh getting to the goodness. end. Yeah, but he did direct one of the movies. So when we oh, watch nice. that, we'll see him again. So that'll be good. Uh, this episode was written by Dick Conway, a familiar name. Yes. We talked about him last week, uh, mm-hmm. but he only had a story by credit then. This time he actually wrote this whole thing himself. <laughs> they patted him on the head gave him a cookie when he was done <laughs> like, good job buddy you did great yeah uh of course he is a member of the beaver squad as he wrote 72 episodes of leave it to beaver 
but he's also written a lot of other things. I was kind of glancing through his credits again to see if anything new would catch my eye. And of course, something did. Uh, he wrote two episodes of a show called Far Out Space Nuts from the 70s. And it's about two oblivious maintenance workers who accidentally get shot off into space in a rocket that was meant to explore the cosmos. Uh, I watched the intro and it uh, kind of explained everything pretty well. They, you know, they're loading food onto the ship. One man is sitting back, you know, he's, he's in charge of pressing the buttons on the ship. The other man's loading up food and he, 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 uh, he shouts breakfast as he loads a breakfast breakfast box into some sort of slot. Mm-hmm. And the worker sitting down presses a button to correlate with that. Next, he loads up a box for lunch and he announces lunch. And this is where things go horribly wrong because the button man mishears and he presses the launch oh, button. Oh, no. Oh, classic blunder. <laughs> Isn't that nutty? Oh, it man. is. Yeah. And so they end up getting blasted off into space. It shows them having difficulty getting adjusted to zero gravity. One of them gets pied in the face by just a floating pie that was in the ship, I guess. Man, very um, extravagant um, breakfast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like one meal loaded in and hit a pie. Wow. Yeah, I know. If you don't think, if you don't think an astronaut gets pied in the face like on a routine basis. Oh, constantly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that was you the know. mission to see the effects of zero gravity on whipped cream. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Turns like it, it acts like anything else in zero gravity. <laughs> it's just, it explodes. Just, just explodes. Picture, you, you just picture like one of them throwing like a like a pie, like like one of those. It's just a basic crust, but then like it's just whipped cream. But they're throwing it across the like like the International Space Station or something. It's just floating in space. <laughs> no, in like slow mo, like and then just boom, Splat. right across. And no. and it's it splatters in like slow motion and yeah. Mm-hmm. No. If this was like a science, <laughs> like a science experiment to see about like whipped cream on in space, like what if like they take it into space and they're just floating, and all of a sudden like it just oh, I, I'm alive. He like opens his <laughs> eyes at sentience. Cream. <laughs> oh man, I love that. <laughs> That's why they keep it in those uh, those cans that stay nice and cold, and yeah, you know, it's got a. Mm-hmm. We've been chirogenically freezing these mm-hmm. uh, exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in anywho. space, no one can hear whipped cream. <laughs> ah, bam! All right, uh, how do we close this thing out? Ooh, like we just end up there. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just everyone else, just watch the episode. We're we're done. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they do eventually land on a planet, uh, and they meet a bunch of crazy-looking aliens. Eventually, <laughs> <laughs> land on a planet. God, that's so nutty. I love it. That's so nutty, yeah. Well, here's the real nutty part, because uh, there's a fuzzy, white-haired creature who kind of honks like a circus clown. He's like, honk, honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's like this uh, this tune to... The, the music is like, it's kind of Western-styled a little bit. At least the melody made me think of like an old Western. Uh-huh. Uh, it kind of explains the premise. And I think that that white fuzzy alien is actually a central character because he gets introduced as honk on the screen. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, text pops up so-and-so playing honk. So he must be pretty oh, important. Yeah. Pretty nutty. And then... Um, Mom, Dad, yeah. I got my first big role. What are you? <laughs> I play honk on space nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and I only speak through clown horns. Um there's a lot of other aliens too. They're all peering around trees and bushes ominously like they're trying to hide. Uh, I assume they're all evil. And one of them actually looks a lot like Chewbacca, which is really weird. So, mm. 
Oh, is he here now? <laughs> yeah. uh, please keep Chewie locked up. <laughs> yeah, he's not supposed to be on the Skuma X at this time. No. Yeah, he's he is not my co-pilot. That's we do true. need a co-pilot for Skuma X. <laughs> <That's, laughs> it is more extreme, it. yeah. But yeah, we, we can't have Chewbacca. We're not Chewie, God, no. Uh, but anyways, so we got some guest stars on this one. Uh, we got Herbie Fay as Rod and Joe DeSantis as Lou. Mm-hmm. Herbie Fay, yeah, you know, classic names. Mm-hmm. So Herbie Fay, he's got 91 acting credits on IMDb from 1951 to 1980. His most uh, notable recurring role was in a show called The Phil Silvers Show, which is about like a sergeant who works at the motor pool, and he seems to be more focused on getting rich rather than doing his job. Uh, he was in 139 of the 143 episodes of the show, so he must have been a pretty integral character. So that's kind of cool. Um, he was also we, in 20- I think we talked about this. We talked about the Phil Silver show at some point in season one, but I don't remember oh. what it was tied into because there was some sort of like there was a lot. I think it was in something I was that I covered in the Almanac. Oh, gotcha. Because there was a lot of crossover. Um, oh, is a car 54 uh, had a lot of um, oh, other, had, had a lot of yeah. other people from Phil Silver in it. Yeah. Not you say that. Yeah, I do remember that. Yep. Um, and there was like a reboot. It was like the new Phil Silver show, and he was in 25 episodes of that, but he was a different character. <laughs> I was looking through his credits, and I found a movie that I thought was weird. It's called Snow White and the Three Stooges. Hmm. So this is kind of confusing. I was like, okay, so obviously this is like a spoof on the classic Snow White. Like it's going to be Snow White, and then these three Stooges are going to show up and like start ruining everything, right? Like that seems like the pretty obvious way to go with this. Uh, but I was watching the trailer and it kind of starts off with like text is saying how beautiful the story is getting, is, it's being brought to the screen and all its glory is very serious. And I was like, okay, so this is going to be the gimmick with the trailer. It's going to play it off like it's super serious and the Stooges are going to come in and really like pull the rug out from everybody. Uh, but from what I can gather, <laughs> the Stooges really aren't in this like at all. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. The, the, they're in it for maybe like 10 seconds. Uh, the trailer really just all it talks about is how amazing it is that this classic story is going to be seen on the big screen. They have an Olympic champion, Carlo Heiss, playing Snow White. Nice. Uh, and they also have made some sort of like fantasy epic thing out of this. There's huge sword battles going on, castles, musical numbers, flying witches on broomsticks. It's all really weird because, yeah, like I said, the Stooges, they show up for like 10 seconds like in Snow White's protectors, the three Stooges, and they're like cooking something in the kitchen. And I think one does get like pied in the face at some point. <laughs> so uh, yes, you often do. It was just kind of weird. So I don't know. I thought it was interesting, <laughs> but <laughs> peculiar for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. Peculiar that, that they're in the title, <laughs> Snow White and the three Stooges. It seems like that's really like a big draw, but trailer does not seem to think so. Uh, Joe DeSantis has 160 acting credits from IMDb on IMDb. I guess I saw that from IMDb too, but it's from 1949 to 1987. He never, he didn't really have like a lot of big reoccurring roles in TV. He did, uh, but he was like on a few pretty big shows like the Lucy show, Alfred Hitchcock presents Bonanza, the flying nun. He's also in a uh, movie called Madam X, which X, X, X. I better add that. Uh, you also assume by the name that this is a very extreme movie. Um, it's a, like it, from the trailer, it looks like it's a drama thriller, very intense about a woman who's having an affair. Her lover gets murdered and she somehow gets 
convinced to fake her own death. Mm. Yeah, and of course, this leads to huge complications in her life. And uh, she's kind of pulled into some sort of criminal web, I think. I'm not really sure what all this drama is coming from, besides the affair part. But I mean, the lover's dead now, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> apparently, she also finds her long lost son, who she, who she, he has no idea who she is. Um, and she some at some point dons the title Madam X X X X. Um, and the trailer says that this movie has all the warmth and the pathos the human heart can feel, which sounds pretty extreme. So I think it really lives up to the name. And also, mm-hmm. I think the trailer reveals like a big twist at the end because it like declares who murdered her lover. Oh, uh, and I feel like that to me, that feels like it's something at the end. They were like, what? That was who was up behind it the whole time. Hmm. But it was like at the end of some old lady goes, I'm the one who killed so-and-so. And you're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you tell me that? <laughs> now I'll never watch this. Exactly. I was going to totally watch this yeah. until I saw that. But. I just imagine if you're like watching the trailer in like a theater and like you're not really paying attention during the, the trailer. So I'll, but like you happen to like look up at the screen and all of a sudden you just get, and I'm the one who killed someone. Like, wait a minute. What, what's going on? Who killed who? What? It's kind of how I felt what? at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I mean, I bet you were on the edge of your seat for every trailer because, like, you didn't have the internet, you didn't really have television a whole lot. I mean, you did, but mm-hmm. not like the same it is now. Oh yeah, we we my dad, if we went to the movies, we get there plenty early. Yeah, you didn't know what existed, what was coming out on the big screen without going to the big screen to see big screen previews. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wanted to, if you wanted to be in the know, you had to pay attention. Hmm. Yeah. And then you'd be like, "Did you see the? Did you guys go see so and so? Because they had that this preview for X Y Z on there." And they're like, "Oh my god, never even heard of X Y Z." Well, then you're gonna miss X Y and Z, and it's just how it goes. Or they mm-hmm. went to a different theater, so they didn't see the same ones. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the ending of Clue. Oh yeah, the different endings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's instead of like at the end of the trailer, instead of a different trailer, lady saying I killed so and so. It's actually like <laughs> now that would be young. Something. It's her son, <laughs> her forgotten son, who's like I killed so and so. Oh, that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. That would be but, awesome to go see different, like a different, ver- like totally story altering trailer. Yes. <laughs> Like here's here's the new trailer for Ant Man and Quantum Phasier or whatever it is, and also one of them would be like a good one, and the rest are just yeah. They you, actually you, Ant, Ant Man dies in the first three seconds of the trailer, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if he dies in the movie or not. I assume he does, but uh, you know, there you and go. At the end, Thanos just is like, I'm yeah. back, <laughs> yeah, and I killed Ant Man. <laughs> I killed Ant Man. Oh, cool. Thanos resurrects himself <laughs> for the one thing that's been bugging him in death. Man, he, who he hates I, the most of all. Yeah, I disintegrated into dust, but now I'm back. I gotta get that Ant Man stuff. I, I tell you what, I think uh, I think Ryan Johnson with this um, the, uh, the the Glass Knives series mm-hmm. probably would be perfect for pulling off one of those like have three different like last 20 minutes of the movie uh, like oh, having, a different, having a different reveal and like just at it doesn't like you went to the 12 30 showing you saw this one if you went to the 1 30 showing you saw this well they're <laughs> you know, all on so, netflix so it's like it'd be, it'd be like you started it on a tuesday so you get mm, this ending oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You watch it on a wednesday you get a different ending 
Ooh, now that'd be something. Yeah, that would that'd be, be that would be very cool. That would be something, it. Terry. That would be something. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I watched Clear yeah. streaming, and it was uh it was weird because they like just showed all the endings back to back, like, mm-hmm. yeah. and I was so confused at first, like, what was happening? <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, it doesn't quite work the same way when you just shows them all. I feel. Like. I wish it would just yeah. picked one for me randomly. Yeah. Speaking of things that would be something, I think it's time to. Uh, <laughs> it would be something if we slowly rose back up to the surface. You know. Oh, you're right. Something that if Derek something. wasn't already back on the beach. I'm not back on the beach already, no. Keith. Come on. Oh yeah, he Three. wouldn't do that this time. There's, the there's four different endings to this skooma. <laughs> Each one of them involves me being somewhere else already. So yeah, we're, we're dropping this episode four different times. Uh, oh, we'll just go with number three. I have I'm returning from the soda malt. Uh, there's we have an old fashioned, uh, uh, like you know, malted soda stand here in mm-hmm. the uh, the man cove. I love it. Mm-hmm. Everything is relaxed here. I got myself a prime uh, soda. What's that? A prime rib, yeah, a prime, prime rib prime soda rib with ice yeah. cream in it. Yeah, I, was, I couldn't determine if it was going to be Coca Cola with a prime rib ice cream or prime <laughs> rib cola with a vanilla ice cream. So I got one of each uh, <laughs> and three straws for each, so we can share it. So once you guys get uh, up here, we'll do that. I appreciate. Well, usually, that. I'd be mad that you went so fast up there, but I'm excited. Yeah. I'm heading up there fast too. Mm. I put I, well because it's extreme. I put in like a Star Trek style teleporter. On the skooma. Mm. <laughs> oh, wait. You do install that? Uh-huh. Yeah. I hired a man what? named Scotty it... to work the controls back at the man cove. Oh. And I, I see that say, guy as he's just sitting there all day waiting for us to get in there. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> well, I, I, he, I, he's also the chef, too. He's a... I kept giving him a thumbs up, and he kept thumbs up me. And like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah, know what that yeah. meant, but I mm-hmm. just, you know, I thought you just invited your friend over. But... No, no, no. That, that's oh. Scotty. He he beamed me up. <laughs> oh, is that why? Is that why you go into the bathroom every now and then in the skooma and like you never come back out? That's <laughs> yep. Well, I I haven't beamed that up too. Uh, the prime rib just runs oh. right through me. Okay. <laughs> you know what? That's probably a blessing when we're all strapped on the skooma. Mm, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's like that. It's like that spray you put on the toilet to keep the scent in. <laughs> yeah, or whatever, I, right? I, just nobody. I don't want to know where he sends it. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. It's launched towards the sun. Uh, the, aurora, the Aurora Borealis is <laughs> caused by me. Uh, yep. Um, yeah. And now here we are. We're, we're back. <laughs> we're all skooming back. Mm-hmm. And we're here mm-hmm. to talk about season two, episode four of the Munsters. Herman Munster. Shutterbug, directed yep. by No Strain Bellamy himself. As Keith said, this song bitch came out on October 7th, 1965, with a life path of 11. Is that what it was? <laughs> oh, yes. Life number, life path. Yes, it was. S- sleep number, whatever, of 11. Uh, here's what it says Herman. I don't, is- I don't think your life path and sleep number can be the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if they are? Oh my God, that's ultimate mm-hmm. synergy. Yeah. But then you're. Craftmatic opens up uh, a portal to an alternate dimension where everything is perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? But here we go. Herman is in a jam when he inadvertently takes pictures of a bank robbery. I read this and I immediately became angry. How <laughs> many bank robberies are in this town? It's just How many? I'm ridden. Yeah. 
it, it is one of the least safe places to live in America in 1965. <laughs> well, and this is this is a brand new bank also, right? Is that the well, yeah, or they're just relocated to a new building. But yeah, mm-hmm. there's another goddamn bank robbery. They're constant. Anyway, I got angry when I read that, but it gets a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, which is middle of the road, I guess, for the Munsters. We'll determine if it's too high. Probably our, our highest one in a while, though, right? Yeah, the last few have been in very low sevens, yeah. bordering mm-hmm. on sixes, which unfortunately none of them teeter into. <laughs> these some of these episodes belong in the fives and the fours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost funny how we've like adjusted our scale, like to like which we just use. It's like all these in the grand scheme of things, these are all sevens, right? Like they're yes. in the seven <laughs> range, but the way we treat it, it's like the point one, point two, like correlates to one, two, three, four, <laughs> yeah, five, pretty six, much. <laughs> pretty much yeah and then you but, get it, those- but it's it's also just like i mean the reason it's there is because the mo- the main people who are going to go on and actually do this are people who are monster loyalists anyway and they're never going to like put anything lower than a seven you know it's a you know it's got to be like a really crappy episode for them really to knock it that much it's got to be well we'll see what our friends you see the movie man hyphen yeah. one says at the end <laughs> so this one starts with the title card and it's not over the house. It's over Lily, Eddie, Marilyn, and Grandpa yeah. sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Yeah, I'm like, okay, it's a pretty cool ending. And they're just like, just shoot me already. I'm like, oh, please shoot me. That's what I. That's <laughs> what I that's what just, just shoot wow. me, please. Well, your spirit episode here already. <laughs> yeah. So they're sitting on the couch, and Herman's setting up his camera. He's got this fancy camera. It's like a little box. It's very fancy for '65, I guess. On a tripod, and he's like adjusting. It's like, ooh, aperture zero point two, whatever. Like, don't care. Lots of lights, lots of lights, and he's got uh, light meters, and he's, and then they, and then they laid on the line. We're glad you have a new hobby, but don't have to be so fussy. Like, oh, Herman's got oh, a new hobby. He's mm-hmm. a camera. He's a he's a photog. He's paparazzi. Yeah, yeah, pretty excited about this. I love a good hobby episode with Herman when he gets really into it. Mm-hmm. But also annoying because they're never happy with Herman's hobby mm-hmm. and they always yell at him about it. The, and Lily's probably going to walk in on him getting fresh with the camera. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's she's definitely going to call the camera a two-timer and a mm-hmm. hussy and a home wrecker. Yeah. Who knows? Taking, taking some glamour shots and stuff like yes. that. And he's... Herman's sending dick pics before they're, <laughs> oh, they're actually oh. in the mail. Oh, my goodness. Oh. But so, I so I found it, I did find it very weird that they were like, "Oh, Herman, we are supportive of your hobby." No, you're not. No, they're not even supportive. They're bored with him. Like we can't sit here all day. What are we stiffs? Blah blah blah. <laughs> you ever think they stop and wish that man? We should just let him keep that ham radio. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> they any of. But you know what? When he took dance lessons, he was at least out of the house. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh yeah. He wants the perfect family picture. And he sets a timer, and he's like, oh, great. I'm going to get into this one on three, say, cheese. Grandpa, can I say lane burger? <laughs> That's a type of cheese that stinks. Through one, two, three, pause. They're all smiling. No one says cheese. And then there's an explosion. That's true. If there's an explosion. They all have soot on their face. Mm-hmm. And Herman's like, I don't remember setting it to that. Fade into the banger. I'm like, oh, the cold open does nothing but set up the fact that Herman's mm-hmm. got a camera. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so, oh, this is going to be an action-packed episode. Yeah, normally yeah. they give you like whatever the like the the people who they're going to have to I- 
you know interact with in the episode mm-hmm. like just drop you in something real quick there and they, they just pass right on that oh, i wish they is- would have like cut to the bank robbers like going like i sure hope nobody gets a picture of us today on the oh, camera God. <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's lots in this episode that could have been trimmed out anyway what can't be trimmed out is that goddamn banger it still bangs it is hot af anyone yeah. got any insights on it this week I've been no. watching that door now that Keith mentioned last week that the door changed. Oh, I forgot about right. that. Yeah. Completely ruined it. That's, that's mm. a, I'm pretty sure that door changes every time, though. Oh, like um, like when grandpa comes through, it's a little mm-hmm. bit different as well. Every person, because I was looking at like the way the paint was chipped on a certain point and like it mm. would be there sometimes. It wouldn't be there sometimes unless they're like interchanging it. Like maybe they have two different doors they use. But yeah, also it, uh, like when grandpa goes through like even herman's head is like a like a little bit more squared out and stuff like that like it's almost like a more perfect cut <laughs> you guys are getting all the bruder film on this here and it's just <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's true i didn't watch i forgot about that i'll have to pay attention next time mm-hmm. this is this is where i'm getting yeah i'm look if the monsters aren't going to deliver the banger is going to be where I deep dive into the real minutiae. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Or on season two, episode five, where we discussed the opening theme song of the monsters. <laughs> We're opening theme song, monster hunters. And that's if all we rewind about. here. If you rewind here, you focus, you can see it. It goes back into the left. Back uh, to the left. Yes. But we come back from that, from the now much maligned banger, uh, poorly edited banger. Mm-hmm. Um, Lily and Eddie enter the room. Lily wants Eddie to practice his dirges on the organ for a half an hour, and he's like, "Ah, oh, but Pop and I were gonna go look for stuff under rocks." Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Get into oh, father's no. business. Open up your own parlor. Blah blah blah. Plays a dirge. Grandpa comes up. I actually kind of like the way this looked. He's mm-hmm. playing that. Or like whatever it is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the trap door opens up with the smoke, and then Grandpa pops up, and you can see it all. It's all in one shot, framed very nicely. Yeah, that's a no, no strain thing. It's kind of fun, yeah, fun like play on like a creepy song and something's like crawling from the basement. Mm-hmm. I almost wish you would have done like Nosferatu style and like float, like hovered <laughs> out, you know, just rise from the basement. Yes. Yeah, it's nice, like uh, wrestling intro music that they got going there for Grandpa to come in. Oh yeah, it is like that. <laughs> that son of a bitch is that's Grandpa's song. <laughs> so anyway, what's that? I said this is his favorite song. It is his favorite song. He yeah. heard it in the basement. Now Eddie playing very well. Lots of mm-hmm. shit coming on the organ, playing the song. Everybody can recognize it. Grandpa hears it from the basement. He comes up and he's like, "I just hate practicing." Well, you know what, kid. I made a pill to eliminate practice. I'm like, oh my fucking god! <laughs> and then so Eddie goes over and is like, oh, that's sure it's a neat looking pill. I'm like, what? Yes. Oh, this pill's got all sorts of good stuff in it. And I'm, I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm write it down. There's five bars of Chopin's Nocturne, one nice. of Paderowski's Hangnails, an that's E that. minor chord from the organ at Westminster Abbey. There's that's more. A doorknob off the Grand Canyon suite. Don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> and there's three sequins from Liberace's jacket. And the first thing I wrote down is the rule of threes is eliminated. Uh, like just three <laughs> things. That's all you need. You don't yes. need five. Three <laughs> things. The rest is filler. Yeah. Right. The rest is just filler. There's pure mm-hmm. sunlight from the day. You know, like just shut up. <laughs> just give me the three best things on the list. Yeah. 
a, a cup of sunlight from when Mozart was born into the world. Yes. Yeah. And he Tough takes the pill. Yeah. Sorry. Right. What's up, Keith? Uh, I didn't say anything. I was waiting for that you. That was me. To, I was, I was yeah. going with the stupid Oh, yeah. yeah. There's there's plenty of, but I'm sure the list was numerous. They like, mm-hmm. let's narrow it down to the best 10. They're like, oh, my God. Ten's <laughs> too many. What about eight? I'm like, I can't live without this one. They're like fighting over it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I need the doorknob off the Grand Canyon suite. I stayed at the what? Grand Canyon suite. And it was musical. I'm like, okay. Maybe that's the opposite. The, the three, that's why they had three of the... Uh, the uh the beaver squad there because like they in case they had to like vote on it like oh yeah yeah, yeah. They no ties. break the tie yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it might have been the opposite where they're like oh god we have to fill 10 seconds here uh we gotta <laughs> think of something uh That's e minor chord from an organ uh oh, ooh, mm-hmm. i like that mm-hmm. okay, the, there's okay. plenty of things that are filler in this episode and this is one of them so they have five things in this pill crammed in this pill including a doorknob not the size of a doorknob, so it must be the shavings <laughs> of a doorknob or something. Um, Eddie takes the pill, goes to the organ and plays it, and it sounds like a bugle. It's yeah, like a trumpet or something. Which mm-hmm. the first thing I said is like the organ didn't take the pill. Why the <laughs> fuck is the organ sounding? Damn, exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. Eddie took the pill. Eddie doesn't make the organ sound the way it sounds. Eddie plays the keys, <laughs> and the organ makes its noise. <laughs> yeah. They have no understanding how instruments work on the monsters writing room i'll i'll be honest i didn't even think about that till you said it god it made me so angry Uh, hey do you think um because grandpa's like always just making pills instead of like doing like actual magic like that we've seen him do before he's a drug dealer no do you think like uh tv standards at like they said no hey you can't have too demonic yeah exactly <laughs> maybe. grandpa monster i could see that he's old yeah enough. and and so hey you guys have to like if you guys want to keep going he has to just make pills to do everything mm, yeah maybe but anyway eddie takes the pill plays the organ and it goes it's like some sort of bugle grandpa then says i wrote this sucks grandpa's just gotta stop reading the racing form while mixing those magic pills I was like, "Oh my god, this sucks! This is so terrible." And that, got but again, like, what what does that what does that put into the the pill though? If you were reading the racing form, because that the the bugle that's playing is like what you would hear like at the start of like the races and stuff like that, you know, to, to kick off the whole thing. So I get that, but like, what he's mixed in there? What is what does that have to do with the races at nothing. all? I, it's, what what if there were originally ten ingredients? One was like horse hooves. I'm like, why horses? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I love the sound of the clapping of the. Yeah. Yeah. Then we get the, our opening clip. Lily comes in. I thought I heard a bugle call. Uh, <laughs> like, this is still going. I thought this would be the end of it. <laughs> yeah, no, like, no. Damn, this this scene <laughs> sucks. And then Lily comes in. I go, oh, what kind of what kind of pictures is Pop going to take? Unrelated to anything else. Um. It's like, oh, just people, a statue, maybe the old new bank building. I'm like, oh my god, mm-hmm. I'm like this is the worst. And then we get that whole, do oh, you think yeah, it's bad? He ship in a bottle, break him out, blah blah blah. And we've seen him build a ship in a bottle before. Yeah, yes. and all and all he did, he just took the bottom off of it. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. so what did he decide he wanted to do another one at some point in time? That's when he got stuck inside yeah. the thing because he's like a bottle so large. Yeah. It could house a ship and Herman in it. He built a life-size ship and a bottle. Yeah. Hmm. 
But last time he did it, he's also like, ah, you know, you can just cheat by doing this, you know, because yep. he built because he built it outside the thing first. So and then open up the bottle and put it in. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Good stuff. We get the frantic high speed wipe. I don't know where that came from, but it was like blah, 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 blah. it's like the Batman, you know, transition from uh, the Batcave to you know the Riddler or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. yeah. We have two gangsters totally discussing their plans to rob the bank, the one that Herman's going to go take photos of at three o'clock, right at closing time. And if anyone gets in their way, bang, 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 just like in the old George Raft movies. Keith? Uh, Western guy? Oh, nice. George Raft, Hmm. the Western guy. Sounds like a Western. I I assume so, yeah. Then we get an old lady in the park feeding ducks. I'm like, (laughs) oh, no, we're going to do this again. Herman yep. goes, has his camera. He's sneaking behind a tree. Madam, would you mind holding that pose? Because she's just feeding a bunch of ducks. She sees Herman, screams, runs off, jumps in. I thought, she, I was like, oh, she's going to kill herself. Nope. She's going <laughs> to swim away. <laughs> just like, so you jump into the water and never come she out. She never comes back up. The bubbles just stop. Yep. Nope. <laughs> she swims away. Uh, the ducks are gone. Herman's like, oh, that sure is an old fashioned bathing suit. Great. Great. <laughs> Herman walks up to a Daniel Boone statue that is clearly not a man painted to look like a statue, but is 100% a statue of Daniel Boone. It's holding a rifle. The statue sees Herman. Uh, his hat flies off. His head turns. His gun fires. He goes, holy mackerel, and runs off. Come uh, on. That, like, that, was, that was worse than the, the gorilla in uh, the, mm, museum. the museum. The gorilla yeah. was amazing. But this mm, was yeah, weird. This yeah. Was, yeah. Then Herman says, "Oh, some of these great men sure are so neurotic." Oh, my Why gosh. didn't the statue like try to shoot Herman? <laughs> he had a gun. Or yeah. <laughs> now, now, if we wanted to be a theme, the old woman drowns herself. Daniel Boone got that oh. gun. Turns it on himself. Yep. Uh-huh. Wow. Like, I, and there's Herman just witnessing, <laughs> taking pictures of it. So he appears these strange photos popping up all over the place. Of these deaths. He's like, uh, what's his face? Jude Law in uh, The Road to Perdition. He just takes photos of dead bodies. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For the newspaper. It, it still is just a weird, like, I, you know, he does, you know, he <laughs> controls physics and then the weird things happen all the time. But like, a statue fully coming to life yes because it freaked him out and like just taking off like mm-hmm. eh, that's beyond stupid now and how does one investigate a missing statue that came to life and ran away like but isn't that the same thing that happened when he was undercover as a detective didn't he go to a statue and a statue ran away i don't think it ran away that's the thing that that one stayed in place but also as soon as Daniel Boone runs away and gets away from Herman. Does he like freeze up again? And so there's just a statue laying, <laughs> there's laying somewhere. Like yeah. every time Herman gets close enough, it's it's just like the ghosts in Super Mario Brothers. Or, or the statue is just like like sentience is horrifying and it doesn't understand like the rules of this world and <laughs> it just Where is like I? trying oh. to get by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to watch a spinoff of just that. Daniel the statue, statue trying to get by in, in uh, 1965 California. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. God getting a job. It's like, oh, you have a pretty blank resume here, Daniel Boone. It's like, well, but he's, all, but he's also fully bronzed all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, he's just he's a statue. He's got that gun and the hat always. <laughs> so after that happens, Herman's like, well, almost three o'clock. Better go over to take a picture of that bank. I'm like, oh my 
dear God. Oh, he goes, might run into some interesting shooting there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on. Bang, bang, bang. That's called foreshadowing. Yeah. No, That's a Dick Conway special right there. It is a Dick Conway special. He probably had that one, like, <laughs> he probably has a notebook full of things. It's like, oh, bank robbery at three o'clock, interesting shooting. He's just got, like, all these, you just pull them out, <laughs> pull out all that tricks. I woke up in the middle of the night and wrote down interesting shooting. Think it means something? No, Dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to try it anyway. I'm going to try it. Yeah. Fade to Eddie sitting on the steps of his house, on the steps of the house there, brushing Spot's tail and Spot's purring. I kind of like that gig. Kind of a yeah, fun little gig. Mm-hmm. That's nice. um, the, uh, the prop department, somebody won because of the giant brush. Giant brush, but tail yeah. is third consecutive episode of tail in it. We're seeing a Again, lot of spot tail. A lot of spot thing. tail. This one that, looks very much like wing a tail. Wang. Very wang wang. This is very much a tail. <laughs> oh, yep. Yep. It makes me think the other one was more the wang wang instead. <laughs> the wing wang. Yep. <laughs> yeah. like, well, and that that was like uh the the sensors came back and like, well, after that one went live, we're pretty sure it was a wing wang. And that's what they said. <laughs> that was that was the note that was written. Less yeah. wing wang, more tail. Um. So, Lily comes in, tells Eddie to get the newspaper because that's where all of the story elements are always appearing. Um, and then Herman's in the basement developing photos. I'm like, oh, so time has passed. He's come home. Great. Uh, but I'm not done brushing Spot yet. And Spot growls and is like, promises to get him a fresh manhole cover to go with his din din. <laughs> <sighs> so he eats metal. I guess he eats wood. Well, he just he eats is. anything. He'll eat anything that's thrown in there. I guess. Fade to Herman and Grandpa in the basement developing photos. First one. Now we got to recap everything we've already seen. First one is a lovely shot of an empty lake. Oh, that's because Lily's yeah. went swimming instead. Second one is a pedestal with no statue. <laughs> Daniel Boone's either camera shy or he had to be in some place in a hurry. Third one is the damn bank robbery. <laughs> <laughs> he took three photos out there today, mm-hmm. and one is the bank robbery. And that's not a good photo. If he was just taking a picture of the bank, like, yeah, terrible. That's a horrible. Picture. Did not get the architecture at all. Just got the front door. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you get to see the guys with the pens in their hand. Yep. But here's here's the thing, right? If you're going to take a picture of the bank and all you got was a close up of the front door and two guys running out with canvas bags <laughs> and guns, how did you not notice it? Well, <laughs> he, he, he had more than three more than three pictures laid out there that's just the only three but it's not like he took a giant like landscape photo and those guys happened to be in it he took a photo of that specific area with those guys in it true yeah right (sighs) anyway we're there and grandpa's like uh uh damn it herman thinks they are some depositors in such a hurry they took the pens Grandpa's pens with triggers. They're guns, you idiot. Guns. (laughs) Frantic spin swipe to the bank robbers. They're reading the paper that Eddie went out to get. Mockingbird Heights National Bank was held up by two men with guns. And then they they look and smile at one another like, yeah, Yeah. it's us. The the most amazing newspaper ever because it reports. That was at three o'clock. They're already reading it. It's 3.30. Yeah. (laughs) Now, here's the part that upset me. This is insane. It is reported an unidentified bystander was taking <laughs> pictures of the bank at the time of the robbery. The police are now seeking this unknown photographer. What? So Herman is witnessing a bank robbery, taking mm. photos of it. 
people notice him and they don't say, hey, you, hold on. You might have photos of the bank robbery. Nope. They're just like, he left. Is this the <laughs> point? Is this the point too? Like when they read that, they also are like, they're like, hey, there was that guy who's standing mm-hmm. next to that weird car. Okay. So the two <laughs> bank robbers who were running from the bank they noticed it. They noticed a weird hearse looking type thing. <laughs> and, and the, the guy, guy standing by. And he goes, there can't be more than one car like that here in town. How does the police not know this? I don't know. Again, if anybody gives any basic description of Herman, those police department are like, oh, <laughs> it's that, that guy, that that guy, guy again. again. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's what they're like. They're like, God damn it. Our perfect job is ruined by some dumbass. Is pretty much what they said. And they're like, come <laughs> to think of it. There was some dumbass sitting next to a car, some dumbass car that looked like a hearse. Yes. <laughs> oh, there can't be two cars that look like hearses in the whole world. <laughs> uh, that, that's not what they said, but it's, kind of what they said and it's funnier uh, yeah it's it's pretty much exactly what they said yes uh, uh, so they're now they're like well shit we gotta find him before the cops do what if it doesn't give up the pictures then we'll then we'll put him in a permit i hated this we'll put him in a permanent dark group six feet under like he had to I explain liked, that i liked that line i like the permanent dark room but then he has to explain that he's dead it's like might as well keep going with the worms covered up with some dirt and a <laughs> tombstone yeah. and there's an obituary and a grieving family because they'll be dead they might as well just spell it out <laughs> jesus christ the guy's like yeah pow 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 power wheels pow pow power wheels that's what <laughs> commercial break early commercial break came at like the eight minute mark i'm like oh my gosh oh my goodness Back from commercial, got to recap the episode to date. And Lily is reading the paper, the same goddamn paper, but it's mm-hmm. got more words this time. Oh, God. Herman doesn't get it. I don't get it. Bank was robbed at three. What time are you there? Three. Funny, I didn't see it. <sighs> two men with guns. And you have a picture of two men with guns. <laughs> Put two and two together, Herman. What do you get? Oh, that's easy for. That's so stupid. And Lily gets angry. Oh, it's not seven, unless it's that new math I've heard so much about. Oh, this is a new God. level of dumb for Herman. This God, is it, so, it is oh, so dumb. dumb. Him and Grandpa just had the discussion in the basement. Right. Grandpa was like, discussion. you idiot, you took a picture of a robbery. It's like the scenes aren't even related to one another anymore. It used to be just episodes where their own individual worlds, and now every scene is its own individual <laughs> yes. world. Yeah. <laughs> So oh, shit, we've, oh, one, it's one take monsters. And they forgot that grandpa already discussed that, that he took mm-hmm. a picture of a robbery and then, oh, we can't cut that up. We already took it. Let's just roll with it. Well, they got to recap the episode. So Lee goes back to reading some more and then Herman finally gets it. Oh, who took the picture? Herman, think about it. I think you want the real Herman monster to please stand up. Please wow. stand up. Please stand up. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Too. <laughs> uh, Herman is stoked he's a hero well i'm a goddamn hero lily's afraid because he's a these are desperate criminals and he could be a dead hero her was like fuck off i may even get a reward i've never gotten a reward my whole life which is a lie because i've gotten rewards in the past and that's true and the average family award the family award the five thousand dollar reward for mm-hmm. letting them dig a pipeline i don't even know also <laughs> you're whether you're here or not you're technically right already dead so yeah <laughs> doesn't matter it's like I might even get I never got one and this time it might really I may really get it. I may really get it. I'm like, oh my gosh. 
outside. Now, this is the part that made me angry, like visibly angry. The two bank robbers are pulling up to the Munster household because the car is parked out on the curb. They just happenstance to come across it. They're like, there it is. That's the car. I've seen it before. That's the one. Oh, in front of that weird house. It's so weird and spooky. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Let's go knock on the door and blast them. No, where's your manners? We try to get the picture out of them. And then if they don't oblige, then we blast them. Pow, pow, pow. Pow, pow, pow. They go to the door. At the same time, Lily's telling Herman to phone the police and tell them he has the picture. I'm going to go fix lunch. Okay, great. So she leaves, and before Herman can get to the phone, there's a knock on the door. Herman answers, oh, hello there. The bank robbers kind of shook. You see what I mm-hmm. see? Yeah, either something's wrong or we got the world's worst hangover. They think they're drunk, I guess, yeah. Or they have a shared hangover. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, that would be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Herman invites him in. Oh, won't you come in? <laughs> oh. Two men just insulted me. Come on in, guys. <laughs> and they waste no time, which is very unusual for the Monsters episode. They don't dilly dally. They're like, we heard you got a picture. <laughs> right. like, oh, yeah, great. Yeah. I was Johnny on the spot. Yeah. Well, we're from the paper. We wanted to buy the photo. Oh, you saved me the whole 10 cents of calling the police. Now I don't have to do it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shouldn't you call the police anyways? Like, yes. Just to let them know. Like, <laughs> I'm going to give it to mm-hmm. the paper. And he's like, say, you all look familiar, even though I've been staring at this picture all morning. Could we, could we maybe have met last Saturday at the kitty matinee? And they both shake their heads. No. They offer Herman a hundred bucks for the picture. You got a deal. They shake hands. And then Herman realizes why they're shaking hands. Hey, that's them in the picture. Same little hat, neck. I'm like, neck. Okay. (laughs) And then he gulps. It wasn't at the kitties' matinee, was it? And they shake their head no again. And then they pull out their guns, and it was sure wasn't. And these ain't lollipops. I'm like, okay, great. Why don't they just gun them down? Just gun I know. Down. There's a point. Just yeah. bam, bam, bam. You want to shoot these guys? Shoot them. Get the picture and run. Fade to all the monsters on the couch, and the two bank robbers are there. And they're listening to the radio. And the news breaks in and tells us exactly what is happening. Oh my God! They're like, oh, they're bank robbers are still on the run, and they're they're probably hiding at some local residence house. So be on the lookout. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Why did the police go door to door then? Yeah, exactly. Oh, now back to the music. Mm, great. Yeah, some this classical uh, thing oh, comes God. on. Yeah. <laughs> this is just yeah. You get some funky like forties like sock hop swing music mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh god back to the music the two bank robbers are going to have to hold up here for a while until the heat's off so act like we aren't there was like you mean you want us to act like what everyday lives they're like yeah that's it lady she goes great <laughs> so she stands up takes the camera off of Herman's neck and then smashes it into a million pieces on the table no. Well, there goes another hobby. Yeah, that like, sounds about right. Here's I thought the, she was going to turn and smack them with it. Here's the thing. Here's how stupid all of the monsters are. Every one of them. They developed that picture themselves. They have the negatives. Mm-hmm. Let, let the guys just go with the picture and That's then just true. develop it again. <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't think of that. Yeah. They got it in the goddamn basement. Uh-huh. Just develop it again. 
Yeah, that's true. <sighs> this whole hospice situation is just kind of weird because it's like, aren't you all like supernatural beings? You could probably just rip these people apart in seconds. <laughs> like Herman, uh, Herman lifted alone. the goddamn redwood out of the ground and carried it around. He can <laughs> right. destroy these two men. All he has to do is like stomp his foot and the whole like house will shake and they'll fall over. And yeah, they could just grandpa turn to a wolf and devour them. Like, I mean, <laughs> grandpa's goddamn Dracula. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just eat them. Turn them into like chopped liver and then eat them. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, you have some, a lot of options, grandpa, from what we've seen. Yes. Eddie's a little wolf boy. Lily's whatever she is. They can do what they have a dragon in the stairs. <laughs> yes. They can do as they yeah. please with these two guys. Guns, you should be able to whistle and spot come running in and just, you know, eat the two. Yeah. Herman can just grab the guns and crush them into dust. Why doesn't he? I don't know. Fade two. Now, now here we go. The monsters are going to live their normal life and these guys are going to witness it. And he's playing the organ and shit's coming out <laughs> with the bank robber standing there. Watch why are they stand there watching them. No clue. I don't know. Okay. I like that image though that they're like, like watching. Yep. <laughs> we need some sort of entertainment just watching this little boy play dirges on the <laughs> Yep. This is normal living. Let's go in the other room. So they go in the other room. Here comes Herman. What walking in with a cow femur? A human leg? Yes. I don't know what it was. Yeah, At first I thought it was a cow femur, but I'm like, it's got a knee and it's it doesn't <laughs> look very long. <laughs> oh no. It's a human leg. Yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah, and I mean, like, what are you doing with that? I'm just gonna feed the family pet. And it's like, like you sure? And it's like, of course. Herman opens up the stairs, spots in there, breathes fire. Herman throws in the bone, closes the stairs, and walks off. Like job well done, you know. <laughs> claps his hands, walks off. The bank robbers shuffle off to the kitchen. They, you would think after seeing that, you would run out the front door. That's when I leave right then. Yeah, yeah. Not these guys. They go to the kitchen because in there, Grandpa. Smoking a cigar, playing cards at an empty table. Mm. All right, you win your deal. And then the cards shuffle themselves. <laughs> Grandpa He's cuts. Back. Yeah. Grandpa cuts. The cards deal themselves. The bank robbers watch in amazement. Yep. Invisible man making his. It's been a while since we've seen this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been very long well, while since we've ironically, seen him. Yeah. Never seen him. <laughs> Never seen him. Yeah. Grandpa doesn't even look up. Doesn't even acknowledge that these two guys are there. Not even interested. Yeah. Not even interested. Just playing cards with the invisible man. The little bank robber, don't know his name. Uh, He can't take any more with these weirdos. He wants to turn himself in. Like, whoa, wow. The taller bank robber's like, oh, don't let these guys mess with your head. It's all an act. They're trying to make us crack. Yeah, and it's working. Nah, nah. I'm unfazed by this. They leave. Marilyn's tarnishing the. No, this, I know. She's, I, Finished tarnishing the candelabra, and Lily. Oh, they look better this way. That's great. Lily thinks it's a little too dark in here, which is very unmonster. She turns the dial on the wall, and the candles light up with flames. Mm-hmm. That's this, pretty weird. This is the thing that freaks out the yeah. dude. <laughs> it's just it's too the far. Final, the final straw. The final yeah. straw. Candles are lit. <laughs> <laughs> they get a little bit brighter. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And so he's just like, everybody shut the fuck up and get to the living room. It, it turned very Tarantino there for a minute. You know, he's like mm-hmm. pointing guns at him and screaming. Okay. So they're going room to room and kind of watching everyone do something. Mm-hmm. They're not watching all of them together. Why didn't any of the monsters just walk out like the back door? <laughs> that's or, true. Or go to the phone that's in a coffin in the wall. I'm sure it's soundproof. 
Yeah. You've seen them hide in there. Like, yes. like someone could go in there. And no one it's would like ever a look. panic room. Just mm-hmm. go in there. And those guys haven't seen it. So if you just open it, walk in, in and then close it, they no would never know. know. Yeah. They'll never know. So it's just like, everybody shut the fuck up. Man. Get out of the living room. Get on the couch. Sit on the couch and do nothing. Forget what I said. Just do nothing. And so they all sit there silently. That's better. In strolls Kitty. I'm like, oh, here it is. This is what chases him out the front door. Nice kitty. They pet the cat. Kitty roars. They jump. Cut to the monsters are all reading something on the on the on the couch. The bank robbers are going to go check to see if anyone's on their tail. So they go to the other room. Like, don't try anything funny. Herman's reading the funny pages. He's little, chuckling. Little orphan little, Annie. Little orphan Annie sure gets herself into a mess. Lily doesn't find it funny. Everyone's staring at Herman, and that's where we get this clip. Well, I'm sorry I got us all into this, but yeah, I was having such fun with my rangefinder and my light meter and adjusting little. Herman, will you stop babbling? Grandpa has figured a way out. Yes. If I could get down to my laboratory, I could save us. First, I'd write a note to the police. Then I'd mix a potion, changing myself into a homing pigeon. A homing pigeon, of course, whose home is the police station. Then I'd open the window, fly to the police station, drop the note telling the police where to come and rescue us. The only trouble is, how can I get down to my laboratory with those men right in the kitchen? Yes, and they'll be back in a few minutes. What a plan. How do I get to my laboratory? Walk the six feet over to the door. They're not here. Do it now. <laughs> what are we doing? Big, what are we doing? A big, like, amazing uh, you know, round of applause something for Pat Priest, who does not start laughing in the middle of that when he's explaining this most ridiculous scenario. Oh, God. A home the- pigeon whose home is the police station. <laughs> Specifically, whose home is the police station. <laughs> yeah. He just so, turns himself into a pigeon and keep his intelligence and fly. I guess maybe he, that's not how it works. Sometimes about, it is, sometimes it but, doesn't. But, all, but also, like, a homing pigeon is you can send it out, and then it comes back. So the home doesn't have to be the police station. Yes. It goes there and then can come back home. Here's also, where's Igor who could do there, this for you? Th- that was my first thought. Mm, that's a good question. Like, send the bat. Or walk out the front door. Or Go down the basement, come up the other back steps, go out the back door, or turn into a dog and run, or turn into <laughs> the bat you can do and fly, mm. or do any of the nine gabillion other things that you have done in the past, Grandpa, as opposed to this. Or if you're going to turn into a pigeon, turn into the pigeon that's designed to deliver letters, a.k.a. the fucking carrier pigeon. <laughs> that's what they do they fly to a location with messages mm-hmm. holy shit very good point or just go call the fucking police but no herman's got to go to the <laughs> kitchen to stall them go stall them herman oh i don't want to do that i am yes you are oh yeah in the mm-hmm. kitchen the bank robbers man they were swarming with police and here's the thing Lucky they didn't leave their car, their getaway car, parked on the front curb in front of the fucking house. That's true. They did that. Literally, they parked the car in front of the house, the same one they used to escape the the, the bank robbery. And Mm -hmm. also right next to the car that everyone should recognize by now as being Herman Munster's car. And the The one that was able to show photos. (laughs) Even if even if he wasn't actually taking photos. Oh, hey, Herman's car was out front. I wonder yes. if he saw anything. Yeah. 
Hey, yeah, nobody's ever at the Munster's house besides them for long. Why is this car parked out here? That, that's <laughs> awfully suspicious. <laughs> so, so they're all they're worried. Well, this this old dump makes for a great hideout. <laughs> Herman walks in, and my my line the line of the episode. Hey, green boy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like green that's boy. <laughs> what are you doing in here, green boy? I'm scared to stall. I mean, oh, hmm. I see if you're comfortable. You want milk and cookies? Ooh, hmm. Uh, not trying to stall at all. Nope, not no stalling here. And the tall guy, the one his name is, and they try to pull fast one. Let's get back in there. And Herman blocks the doorway. He tries to tell him a joke. You hear one about the astronaut and the Playboy bunny. They just walk underneath his arms and walk past him. Yeah. But he's so enamored with the idea of this joke. It's like, it's too bad. It sounds like a good one. Mm. Um, should, should have told my Abraham Lincoln joke. They would have stopped. I'm sure. Oh, they would have. They would stun them. Their mind would have probably melted mm-hmm. down their ears. He he should have used his superhuman strength to clunk their heads together and turn them into like smashed melons. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cronenberg style. The heads yes. explode. A hundred percent. I was thinking. I was thinking Gallagher style. That's Could melons, you imagine? But, you know. Oh my god the practical effects that they would have done for that in this episode and how fast the show would have been canceled. Oh, would have been amazing. That would have been a scene to remember though. Oh. Just two, two clearly two melons with hats on and they just smash them <laughs> together and just like melons spills out all over the place, but it's black and white. You can't tell it's like brains. I love it. Oh, That's yeah. awesome. That's a great image. It's not too late. We could get this eventually. <laughs> so, the two bank robbers go into the living room. Hey, where's the old man? What old man? The old creep in the monkey suit. <laughs> no like old creep here. Yeah. Uh, you know. Oh, I wish Grandpa would have popped that one. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a moment for that later on. The, so they all do the Eddie. Have you seen an old creep? No old creep. Oh, like, oh my god. The little guy's like, boy, if I ever get out of here, I'm going straight in the dungeon. Grandpa is reading the letter. That recaps the episode again. <laughs> We're being held hostage. Thirteen, thirteen. Mike, your lane. Blah, blah, blah. Love the monsters. Grandpa then has to get the right pigeon potion amongst all of the pigeon potions. And there was a literal sign that said pigeon potions. So he goes down all of the pigeons: stool, yep. tame, fantail, wild, carrier. Tumbling, pouting. Oh, there it is. Homing pigeon at the very end. Like, if you're going on the list, when you glance at something, <laughs> usually look at first and last. At least yeah. I do. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, there it is, the end. And then you work your way. It's just like a sorting algorithm. You start on the outside and work your way inside. Also, why at this point, though, why does he have to send it all the way to the police station if there's the cops are swarming the area? <laughs> just go outside. They're in here. That's just- all you have to do. Have it fly to just fly to a like a car that's probably sitting out there, like looking around for people. Call the day. Run out the front door, scream for help. Someone's gonna hear it. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah, especially the grandpa's pipes. We've heard him scream. So grandpa gets the homing pigeon potion, pours it into a beaker. Upstairs, the bank robbers go, hey, there's a trap door open. Like They didn't notice it before for some reason. It's only four feet to the right. Mm-hmm. Um, smoke like pouring smoke. out of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very inconspicuous. They probably heard Grandpa reading the letter aloud. Yeah. 
<laughs> You're right. <laughs> dear, dear police station. The we're here being held up by robbers. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Isn't this the point? Like, if you're a robber and, like, I mean, maybe you're getting desperate, just start gunning them down. Like, there's something up here, right? Like, there's gotta yeah. be a point. Oh, my God. If if this were a Combler's movie, the monsters would would have been dead long ago, all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they would have been trying to find ways to replace the monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Herman's going on the wood chipper. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Could you imagine the pile that would be that's going to take forever to put back together. Oh my God! Oh. <laughs> so the bank robbers notice the trap door open, smoke pouring out of it. Grandpa talking to himself in the basement. <laughs> they are police. They go down there. There's the old freak. <laughs> <laughs> and but that's a moment where Grandpa be like, "Oh, thank you." Thank you. Um, Grandpa's just going to have a cocktail like he does every day around this time. That's, I believe that the grandpa yes. has a cocktail every day. <laughs> Several. The little guy wants one. I want to drink. And then the tall guy's like, could be a Mickey. He's like, no, nah, but the old ghoul was going to drink it himself, which grandpa <laughs> would have been like, hmm, thank, thank you me. again. <laughs> no. They have good descriptions. If I have any compliments, like I like how they address each of these. The mobsters, the mobsters <laughs> are, are kind of funny when they talk. The old ghoul, <laughs> the, the green boy. Yeah. Those things, enjoy it. Yep. Tall guy, man, I could use a belt myself. Grandpa gets them both glasses and splits the potion. They drink it. I'm like, that's pretty good. Let's have another. Yeah, it can't fly out on one wing. Oh, <laughs> Grandpa even laughs at that. He yeah, likes that. Grandpa pours some more. By the way, tr- Grandpa's not drinking it himself. Nope. <laughs> they turn into pigeons. Smoke pigeons. And then Grandpa goes, call me an old ghoul, will you? Grandpa took offense to the old ghoul line. You should like that. Yeah. Yes. I've been waiting for the, some someone to say, notice the, all the work I put in. I am right. an old ghoul. Thank you. Yes. Oh. And he's like, now shoo up the stairs. The pigeons fly at the stairs. Cut to the police station and the phone rings. It's Grandpa on the airline with all the monsters crowding around him. Good news. The bank robbers are coming to turn themselves in. Oh, sure they are, buddy. Like, great, we got our crank on the line. They'll be flying in any minute. This guy's a real beaut. The crooks will be flying any moment now. And two birds just flew in. <laughs> two birds flying. Land, land right on the desk. Landing right on the desk. And then Grandpa's like, oh, good, they're here. So Grandpa blows some magic smoke through the phone. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I don't know how it works. Great. Oh, man, the guy that has to rely on pills and his magic is very shaky at best, blows magic smoke through the phone and the two pigeons turn back into the robbers and no one freaks out. No, no one. No. Yeah. They're this like totally normal. Here they are. The other cop springs on them, gets the guns out of their coat and like, oh, here's the photo they took. Oh, they come with their own evidence. <laughs> cop on the phone sits down he's holding his head I gotta get some fresh air been behind this desk for, for too long fade yeah. to commercial how do you explain this like the paperwork well you see we caught them because two pigeons flew <laughs> and then they <laughs> transmorphed into human beings before my very eyes like, after some smoke came out of the phone mm-hmm. receiver like the no oh, no one will believe a word you said mm-hmm. and I think the, I think the two guys would get off 
Yeah. Because oh, there's yeah. no no way no court of law would believe what the police officer they just said put him in the stand. We call mm-hmm. Detective Grabowski to the stand. Mm-hmm. Tell us what happened. I was on the phone and this old man said they'd be flying through any minute. <laughs> then two birds flew in, then a bunch of smoke filled the room, and those birds mm-hmm. transformed into bank robbers. No, I sense. may just be a frozen caveman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The, the, oh, you know what it is? It's the unfrozen Daniel Boone statue. Now I may just be liar. <laughs> yeah. an unfrozen Daniel Boone statue that just came back to life two days ago. <laughs> but don't you find this a little hard to believe? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wasn't born yesterday. Um, <laughs> so we come back from the commercial. Now remember, credits can happen anytime. Whenever there's a really good joke, we're probably cut to credits. Oh, yeah. So we come back. <laughs> we come back. Everyone is sucking off grandpa. Oh, you are great, grandpa. Oh, you saved the day. Oh, grandpa, you're the That's best. Oh, grandpa, you're so beautiful. Oh, man. Oh, grandpa, you're such an old ghoul. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So brilliant. It was such a brilliant idea turning into pigeons. Grandpa, please. <laughs> it, so it, it is the worst idea ever. What's the guy's name that wrote this episode? Dick, Dick what? Conway. Dick Conway. Yeah. After this aired, he should have been embarrassed. Like I bet you he had a bunch of people over. Oh, I got another episode, Aaron. They all came uh, over and uh, afterwards uh, they were like, That was great, Dick. And they all leave <laughs> and they just cry silently in the corner. He should have been ashamed of himself after this episode <laughs> came out. Let's go find Norm Abbott for a while, guys. Come on. Yeah. And even Lily says this I'll never yell at you again for being a mad scientist. <sighs> okay. But grandpa wants to know, hey, where's Herman? Is yeah, he going to congratulate not... his father-in-law? Where's he at sucking me off, too? Come on. Yeah. Oh. Why isn't Grant? Why isn't Herman up here? Give me the, the old how do you do? Oh, well, <laughs> he's in the lab. He's cleaning up for no. That's very un-Herman. And then Grandpa says, oh, no, oh. the lab. I left a whole bottle of pigeon potion open on. on the desk. What? And he goes, like, well, on. he's not that stupid. He's not going to no. drink. And then you're... Poof, I'm like, oh my god! Does he drink any open liquid that he sees? <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> Clearly. Get, get a little parched while he's down there. You know? Oh, I'm down here doing stuff I don't normally do, and I'm so thirsty. And here's a brown, viscous liquid <laughs> that says "pigeon" on it. And mm. you're in Grandpa's lab where he has plenty of strange liquids. And <laughs> yeah, potions. there's a whole oh. shelf that says pigeon potions on it. Oh, maybe this one here is going to turn me into a young lady. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh. <laughs> I'd fuck me. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> so then we're the. Oh, no, I thought maybe that. that's how he's going to reward Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gross. We are. <laughs> yeah, that's too far. <laughs> The pigeon, (laughs) Keith, come on, man. The (laughs) pigeon flies up from the dungeon and flies in the living room and is just like flapping around. It's a real pigeon, too. I'm like, hmm. Mm -hmm. That poor pigeon probably just wants to head to the clouds and is trapped in this room with these freaks. (laughs) Yes. And they're like, oh, he must have drank the potion. Is that really pop? And then you get, darn, 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 darn. (laughs) That did kind of like that. (laughs) I chuckled a little bit. And then I'm like, oh, credits? No. That's my bird brain, Herman. And then the raven pops out of the clock and says, ah, that's a bird. Yeah. The family looks at the bird. They all start laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, credits. There it was, gents. Wow. We did it. 
we made it through our 42nd episode of the monsters <laughs> season two episode almost, four i think it's worse when you describe it that way Harmon like, monster shutterbug yeah wow what did we think i actually enjoyed watching this episode mm-hmm. <laughs> but now with the breakdown that we just did i'm like oh my god just I don't. I think because I saw I saw Bellamy's name up there. I was like, awesome, and my mind just went like autopilot. This is gonna be a good episode. <laughs> and now we broke it down, and I'm like, this is just dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, that. like, I mean, I okay. So they set up a premise of people coming to the house, but at that point in time, anybody else who comes to the house, like, freak out. They run away. Those two old ladies who wanted to like come in, like, steal stuff and resell it or whatever. When when Spot popped out of the staircase mm-hmm. of them they took off running that like quickly high pit or a high speed run and stuff like that mm-hmm. but these two thugs aren't there but like at the same time like herman just be the frankenstein monster and just like throw them out the door or something like that like it yeah it makes no sense uh this is probably one of my least favorite monsters episodes i did not <laughs> like this one um it i've liked the last three pretty good like mm-hmm. i think they're pretty decent i liked them i enjoyed them this one was a huge like there's like stomping the brakes i got whiplash reminded mm-hmm. me of all the things i don't like about <laughs> um this is this is bad yeah it's it just dumb it's a premise that you could tell it feels like they're really just buying for time they don't really know what they're doing yes it just uh, and the the ideas they come up with to solve problems are just dumb. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I just this one's a rough. This was a really rough one. This one was a rough one, and I normally like delightfully dumb Herman, but this is this is just like brain dead stupid mm-hmm. Herman. Too dumb and too yeah. dumb, and they're all dumb. Every one of them is dumb, and this episode is just another excuse to find. A situation to put people around the monsters while the monsters do weird shit. Like it doesn't. There's nothing. Like the fact that there's another bank robbery is so is laughable at how <laughs> stupid it is. We've had 42 episodes and five of them about bank robberies. Didn't one have robbed a convenience store or like? There's a lot of other places you can rob besides a bank. Anything. Right? <laughs> anything. Why do they have to rob something? Can it just be any other situation that gets people True. in there? If that's all they want to do. And then the yeah, the pigeon thing and like it, all of it. See, once again, it feels like an episode that isn't necessarily monsters driven. Mm-hmm. So that's why they have to cram in all those pills and shape shifting shit. They're like, oh, here's how we solve it with monsters, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's just something like off about it. Also, like I don't like. They just get really soured on the Marilyn character after Beverly Owens left because like Pat Priest does nothing ever. Oh, I know. Sure. Where where Beverly Owens, you know, like they either had stuff like with the um the guy had to come and uh the prince had to come and kiss her, or she was helping out with like, you know, the the robot and stuff, and it or things seemed to like be involved with her every now and then now she's just kind of there she's just hanging out talking to lily every now and then mm-hmm. and and like you've got like this whole like even with the other stuff like you barely even touched on anything with her it's like, true throw a couple episodes in there and and explore something besides herman doing something dumb and then grandpa making some pills or something to solve it and lily like mm-hmm. saying your hobby sucks 
Like, yep. let's, let's go. With, we have something else. There is something else mm-hmm. there. And also, yeah, Grandpa makes these weird pills, but we haven't had like a full Grandpa centered episode in a while. True. Like most of them are Herman doing something. And then, you know, people like, where's Herman messing up? Or I mean, Grandpa messing up and doing something where it's more his adventure than than anybody else's there's options to to do here and do things yep. differently i agree man i i feel like i would be very excited to have like another Marilyn love interest episode <laughs> like you haven't had that in a while i don't think right yeah. last time was like that the balloon one where they the fish man showed up and it was really annoying i would love any episode that is in some weird chimera mix of previous episodes <laughs> Mm-hmm. to just create a new i mean it's all the same shit it's just all bits and pieces just and it it's as upsetting as the chimera scenes from uh full metal alchemist <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh, definitely. it makes me feel the same man range of help me oh my god <laughs> that's what it is that's a reference for you keith <laughs> <laughs> Keith's usually dropping stuff on Terry and myself that we have no idea what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I just made Keith, Keith looking like a deer in headlights. <laughs> anyway, we know how we feel. Let's see if anyone on IMDb had any feelings. But guess what? January 16th, 2008, CC the movie man hyphen yes. one sure did. Herbie Faye and Joe DeSantis. More Whoa. great TV actors of the era. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Herman's new hobby and really gets him into trouble. Recap, recap, recap. Earlier slapstick scenes include scenes include Herman taking pictures in a park. Yeah, all the good stuff. Recap, mm-hmm. recap, recap. The crooks were familiar actors of TV dramas and sitcoms in the 50s through the 70s. Recap, recap, recap. Recap, recap, recap. Part of the fun of the episode, in fact, most of the second half is watching the reaction of the two bank robbers to normal daily life of the Munsters. Nine out of ten. <laughs> Come on. Nine? Nine, Nine out of ten. Nine. Wow. Four out of four found this helpful. Top tier review here. Like, this is one of his highest rated Munsters episodes. Nine. Do you mean like nine, like? Zero? <laughs> no, yeah. like no. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually lot. written uh, yeah. N-E-I-N high, uh, slash ten. Nine, ten. Nope, nine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I will say, I mean, the, he does focus on the fact that uh, the two guys who play the crooks, they were actually pretty good. I enjoyed yeah. them in, in the thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, the, yeah, but they're, nine out of ten is ridiculous. Kind of, nine out of ten is lofty as all get out. All get out. We just had a we had a real rough go with this one here, guys. Yep. But mm-hmm. what is the silver lining? What's what's oh. the takeaway from this episode that will make you go, okay, I'll watch the next episode. I'll watch our forty third episode of the Monsters. <laughs> I, I think for me, I think I just I'm I'm kind of tipped my head uh, towards it just previously. I they're gonna do a Maryland centered ep- uh, episode and and let Pat Priest really kind of <laughs> like stretch your legs here a little bit. That's what they're gonna do. Yeah, and that's gonna bring me back. That's gonna keep Keith all the way through episode seventy. Yep. And then be like, that's the end. There's no mm-hmm. Maryland episodes. All right. Uh, yeah, I think what I'm really excited about is seeing them, you know, burn all the really bad ideas right away, so that <laughs> they can get to the really good stuff later. Uh huh. You know what? I'm excited that I got to see 
uh, no strains name pop up again. I don't know why. Just and you got one more time, right? Yeah. It's like a bittersweet. I'm excited to see his like final contribution to the monsters. And I'm excited to see his movie. Like, is he a great director? I don't know, but he's got a cool nickname and he's, I don't know. He's cool. He's just cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's the coolest. He's the coolest. As for me, I got nothing. No, I got. <laughs> um, no, there's there's got to be something. You have to have um, some. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I need to see uh, what more elements from previous episodes are they going to blend into this mm. this uh, this godless soulless creature <laughs> that is an abomination that should not walk the earth. Mm. And then what will I have to do to destroy it? That is, oh. I want to see what that is. Um, <laughs> no, you're looking forward to your yeah the horrors ahead. I guess. <laughs> yep. I'm like, mm, Darren, please no. And then I'll clap <laughs> and I'll put my hands on the ground and then. <laughs> what? That's what? Oh I'm, God. Uh, yeah, just uh, like the, that chimera. Yeah. Yep. The uh, the other option could have been what um, what inanimate object will come to life and run away from Herman. You know, that's true yeah, too. That'd be that'd be another uh yeah. thing bring me back. <laughs> well, on the plus side, Herman then tried to have sex with a statue. So that's oh, good. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He didn't go running after it like in love. Or the old lady, uh, right? Just just another thing, Derek, to like bring our score down some more. The or yeah. the goose. The goose. <laughs> or the yeah, the ducks Herman didn't yeah. try to have. Or the pigeon. Maybe Herman transformed into a pigeon at the end to find those other pigeons. Oh mm. <laughs> yeah. Never done it pigeon style. <laughs> <laughs> Pigeon style. Whatever. I don't know. We don't need to think about what that entails. Oh um, god. The I'm cloaca. Sure it involves <laughs> eating <laughs> way too much and then shitting on a car. That's uh that's what I assume happens. All right. All right. Well, there we did it. We did it. Yep. <sighs> Do we have anything positive to plug? No. <laughs> a lot of hiatuses. That's that's yep, what we got. Yep, yeah. Yep. I right. won't even mention it. I won't even mention it. Then what we should do is we should end this episode like we end every episode, right? Breakfast. Lunch. I said lunch, not lunch! You weren't lying, Terry. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Sid and Marty Croft, far out space nuts. Oh my gosh. No, (laughs) go. The pie. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gola, and Terry Vickroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it? At How Great Was That? 
You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Real. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Real on Twitter at Run the Real. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.